1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy.
0: You are listening to a special in iFanboy podcast on Transformers Dark of the Moon. Special edition iFanboy podcast on Transformers Dark of the Moon. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hey, I'm here. And sitting in for a obstinate Josh Flanagan is iFanboy writer, Ryan Haupt. I will also be obstinate.
2: <laughs> Josh just would not go see this movie. He put his foot down. Yeah. And so you know, I- in retrospect. Probably should have listened to him.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> he could have just watched Transformers 2 again and repeated everything well, he said. Well, we'll get
2: to that. Well, so, Connor, kind of lay, lay out, the, lay out the, so, the story here.
0: So, normally we talk about comic books, but we like to talk about the comic book movies and Transformers has, has always had a comic book series going back to the 80s, so it's one of those sort of borderline, we make we make the call and we choose to see it. This is the third movie in the trilogy. It is directed by Michael Bay. Shia LaBeouf's back, as, along with some other people we'll talk about in a second. And the title is Transformers Dark of the Moon, which is one of the worst titles I've ever heard. <laughs> My alternate it? title would be Transformers Really, Really Long.
2: Oh, yeah. too long. Someone needs an editor. <laughs> it was two hours and 34
0: minutes. And, and let, let, let's, just, let's just talk about it. I, <laughs> I, um, I, I've never been so bored well, at a... Big time summer action movie. Well,
2: even before okay, so going into it, now here is so so we're recording this a week late because it came out last week, but it was the Fourth of July. We were all I was traveling, Connor was traveling, all this all this stuff like that. So we came to it a little late, but coming into the opening weekend, I heard from numerous people that they're like, oh, it was great, so much better than the first two. It's the best of the three and I had a blast and it was enjoyable and now I've learned not to listen to those people. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, so, and so while, and Ryan, while you said that we could have just stayed home and watched the second movie, I think that's incorrect because I will admit it, this probably was, this was better than the than the second movie. Definitely better yeah. than the second movie. But saying that is almost like, yeah, I have cancer but it's just skin cancer. Yeah. Like, wow. It's so much. Ron Richards not- compares Transformers <laughs> Trilogy to Cancer. I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it's funny because with it's, I looked at it as all the films uh, in the same way in that if I'm in a, a year from now I'm, I'm flipping through the channels on HBO there's Transformers Dark of the Moon I'll probably flip over to see what part it is right. maybe watch for five minutes and then change the channel because cool. there's some good segments of it and I like certain sequences and I thought some of the action stuff was great I thought 3D wise, which I'm sure we all saw it in because that's all you can do these days, there was some really impressive 3D work.
2: It was, it was probably the best 3D I've seen in, in the movies this year. Yeah, uh, when the building that. was collapsing, I was yeah. like, holy
0: shit, that looks awesome. Strangely enough, the, the big controversy was that Megan Fox, the original star of the film, was kicked out because she wouldn't want to put up with Michael Bay anymore. I thought Rosie Huntington Whiteley was actually pretty good actress and much oh, better I, than I, Megan I,
2: Fox. I was missing Megan Fox like you wouldn't believe throughout the entire I thought she was awful. I thought she was awful. I thought she was so bad.
3: Well, I I mean, it was almost the same relationship arc where the movie starts with like, are you going to tell me you love me? And no. okay, well, then let's go through a bunch of battles with robots and then we'll be in love. And my white suit
2: will never get dirty. (laughs) <laughs> and super tight pants
3: and high heels yeah. in a battle
2: zone. They're in the, Chicago. Gets decimated in this movie. Everyone, like everyone's clothes are ripped. Patrick Dempsey's suit is tattered, and this chick is walking around, and it's like Labor Day white party.
0: Like it was. Just- <laughs> you know what's funny is I, I didn't really read anything about the movie. I didn't talk anybody about the movie. I didn't look into it, so I didn't know Patrick Dempsey was even in the movie. I know. I, I
3: didn't either. Yeah. That was awesome. I thought so he, was-
0: he shows up as as the girlfriend's. You know, sexy boss who Shia LaBeouf has to feel inadequate around. Which why wouldn't he? Yeah, and (laughs) and like the women in the theater audibly gasped. Uh, whimpered,
2: um, yep. swooned when he showed up on the screen. He, and I, he was a welcome surprise. I didn't even know he was in the movie. And I was like, all right, cool. And he's a villain. It was fun. It was, yeah, that was kind of enjoyable. Alan Tidek was funny, I thought. Alan Tidek and John Turturro. I love John Turturro. And Alan Tidek was a great addition to the, the insanity of John, of John Turturro. Like,
0: that's the thing. Is like there were, uh, there, were there were moments, good, uh, good moments where I enjoyed But there was yeah. a whole segment. I was just like, I'm really bored.
3: Yeah. I and I will I, say I will say one negative thing about the 3D, and it's the very first shot of the movie when it shows the stars above the moon. Um, I don't know if Michael Bay has ever looked at the sky, but the sky does not have depth of field. All the the stars, Michael Bay, appear to be the same distance apart when you look at them from light years away. So you really don't need to apply the 3D to the stars.
2: But so um, – <laughs> but yeah, the thing is I thought there were, there were elements and moments of not badness, but then it would, that was just – it was overwhelmed by just the – the movie did not need to be two and a half hours long. No. It did not need to be but, – but the one thing I was thinking about on the car ride home from the movie theater, the one thing that I, that I thought was interesting was uh, that it actually – in the arc of the three movies, yeah. the story – like now I get why they were after the thing they were after in the second movie.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think if you I looked at the story, yeah, the story is actually pretty good. It just it was it was mired in this two and a half hour. I'm mean, give that half hour to Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Half hour to Green Lantern. But it was the, the arc. Uh, I thought the arc of Shia LaBeouf's character was actually pretty good because. You know, you, I often think about this in these big action movies when they, when they, you know, regular Joe saves the world. Yeah. What does his life then become after that? Yeah, that was good. And I thought that was a really good twist to make it like he feels really inadequate. He's got to find an entry level job. And he's like, but I've saved the world and I met the president. Now I have to copy stuff and like that's some, I like that arc of his character and I like the arc of the the entire Transformers arc from beginning to end. But God, they just really yeah. they just buried it in a bunch of. Well, so slow so mo shots we didn't need a bunch of a bunch of side characters we didn't need a bunch of just scenes we didn't need. Yeah, and it and
2: it was just rough. But the um, Well, for so, so,
3: things there were things that just happened. Like there were things that could have had scenes, but they just were completely ignored. Like there's one scene where Optimus says like, "Oh, if I don't have my trailer, we're never gonna make it." And yes, then, they never Ten dealt with minutes. again. Yeah, 10 minutes later, he just has the trailer, and they never show how he actually goes to get it, even though he makes this big dramatic line about, like, if I don't get this, everything is lost. Yeah,
2: yeah, that, I did notice that. That was weird. But so, um, so, so the whole premise of the movie revolves around the fact that, and, and again, like the theme of this year seems to be playing with history, and the whole fact that the, uh, the moon landing wasn't actually, like, there was a, was a cover because uh, the government found out that some Transformers crashed on the moon in the 60s and they wanted to go find out what it was. Turns out it was Optimus's mentor who was trying to get away from Cybertron during the war, and he had this technology that these, like, it was like teleportation technology. I hated that. Yeah, and which, which I, well, well, yeah, from a science standpoint, I'm sure no, you... No, I just,
3: I hated it because the line he says is, it defies all of your laws of physics. Yeah. Like, dude, we share the laws of physics. <laughs> like, those aren't just ours.
2: But so, um, and so the so Optimus and team recover this old, you know, Sentinel Prime, and we just, and spoilers... Spock, Spock Prime. Yeah, who yes. <laughs> yeah, was voiced by Spock, and I'll get that in a second, and spoiler, the spoiler movie, the big twist is that Sentinel had made a deal with Megatron, and the idea was that they are going to use this teleportation to bring Cybertron to Earth and enslave the humans, and so there are your stakes. But it took two hours to get there, and it was painful. Yeah. But there was the moment when they're in Chicago, and uh, Spock Transformer, Spock Prime, Sentinel Prime, has set up these these pillars, and they're doing the teleportation thing, and he's just pontificating. Like, he's, and he goes, Autobots, you never understood that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And me and my Josh at the movies start <laughs> cracking up and no one else in the theater is laughing <laughs> I like, laughed at that line too it's like wow Star Trek callback awesome <laughs> well it was the second
0: one yeah, Spock actually makes an appearance early on when, when the, the, yes. the Autobots yeah. are watching Star Trek yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, there were good parts, and there was some good action sequences. I thought there was some, but like, oh, taken as a whole, I was literally bored. And I'm never, I don't usually get bored at these movies because I always find something I can enjoy. But yeah, it, it was, was like an hour in the middle where I was just like, oh my god.
3: Yeah, was, well, and the thing I saw this, so I saw this yesterday, which was the day that uh, the space shuttle Atlantis was launched for the last time, and it's the last shuttle launch that's ever going to happen in United States history, and like. I teared up watching that, and it's, you know, this voiceover of a guy saying, like, the shuttle is now, you know, performing its role, maneuver, and then it's going to drop the solid rocket boosters. And that, like, got me teared up because I was so emotional about the shuttle launch. And there's another shuttle launch scene in this movie, and it just pissed me off because I'm like, Michael Bay is pulling every string he can to try to get me to care about this emotionally and failing.
2: Yeah. There's just nothing here that I care about. It was it was it was rough. It was a rough. It was a rough go. And 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 the thing is, like the battles were fun. The, like we said, the 3D was good. Totoro was good.
0: Well, Totoro it was good and bad. I think the whole one of the problems with the whole trilogy is the the tone is all over the map. And he goes yeah. really big. Yeah. Some of these characters, and then he, he tries to take ground with other ones. And Totoro can can go really big in this movie. There's a couple of times where I was just like, he needed to tone it down a little. Right, bit. Not, yeah. When he wasn't super over the top, it was actually interesting and good the, and the other problem was the same one all the films have had is that unless it's Optimus Prime or Bumblebee fighting it's just two giant grey robots fighting and exactly. you never know who yeah. to root for in the fight you never know when someone gets their head chopped off which one, ha- which one was it is it good for the Autobots or bad like, are they never, dead like, yeah like, you never really know who's fighting well, this
3: time who. Megatron had a scarf <laughs> no, yeah, it
2: was like a desert. It was this desert. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Chicago, uh, Chicago, yeah. Um, desert camo gear. Oh, but oh, and that's a that's a that's a great point with the whole Transformers trilogy in general. Like, I hated the whole modern. Okay, we're gonna do our own take on the robots and they're gonna have little teeth and pincers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, just make them big, bulky robots like the cartoons with clear colors, clear logos, so we could understand it. And you know. Oh, but the the one thing I did notice, which is a pro- might be a little nitpick or whatever, is that whoever did the score really wanted its to be Inception.
0: <laughs> Wasn't everyone I now? Didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't notice now. that
2: yeah the, the really deep you know boom, wom you know like that was kind of noises and stuff I was like oh god this is an inception
3: well but- I, I just recently watched Transformers 2 in preparation to go see this and I, I live tweeted a lot of my complaints and then I went back and listened to the iFanboy special edition show for Transformers 2 and I said almost everything Josh said so when I found out I was replacing him on the show I'm like great <laughs> and, and one of the things he said about Transformers 2 and I'll repeat it again is that Michael Bay like the music never fades in intensity like it's always every scene the music is trying to make you feel like this is the climax of the movie and so you never know what to care about like it just gets lost in the noise yeah
0: I think that's a good way to sum up the movies everything gets lost in the noise of the movie. That's true. Yeah, that's right. But do we know It's made 500 million dollars worldwide. Which, right, it's, so. it's doing something right. I have no
2: idea. I mean, and, and the thing People is I slapped I under- the end of it and I was like, all right. Well, the, the end cracked me up because like so the, the the big battle happens and I will I will admit the the Chicago destruction sequence was pretty cool. Like they the wiped Gotham city destructions? Yeah, sequence? yeah. I mean like there were scenes there were scenes where I'm like I know that corner. Like they recreated well, Chicago. Yeah. You know? But like
3: he also said that the order that he gave the Decepticons was cut off the city, so they just start shooting
0: buildings shooting. randomly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was.
3: We're gonna enslave everyone,
0: but first we're gonna massacre them. That,
2: right. <laughs> that was. That the one, learn them. That was the one thought I thought. W- but w- in the scene where they were chasing, when the Autobots were following Sentinel Prime, which I didn't know that that truck was Sentinel Prime. Like they never showed Sentinel Prime change yeah. into that truck. But anyway. Yeah. But um. So when they're chasing them, and then the Decepticons are chasing them, and like, and cars, and they're just crashing into cars and cars. I'm like, there's just a lot of wanton death into destruction yeah. of civilians in this world. It's and like... the Autobots are
3: just as guilty as the Decepticons. Yeah, like, exactly. The Autobots <laughs> never care if they crush a car. they never like, are you okay, madam? Yeah, yeah, there's no there? saving people or anything. That's true. They as long just... Sam Witwicky survives, they're yeah. fine.
0: They also just uh, massacre each other.
3: Yes. No, that's true. Optimus I mean... shoots people in the back of the head.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's just lots of executions going on. In yes, the best... like
2: execution style shit going <laughs> right. on. It was creepy. That, but, was, um... that, that part was a little creepy, actually. But, so, um... so the, but the end of the movie, so like they finish the battle and Optimus lost an arm and then they're standing on the bridge and Optimus starts pontificating again and starts giving a speech it's like never forget we will always be here to protect you whatever and then like credits and I would just like it's like almost as if someone's like Dude, two and a half hours. End it. Wrap it. Now. Like, just like there, was no, well, like there was no wrap up. There was
3: no nothing. All <laughs> the bad guys are dead. Sam kisses the girl. They said, I love you. Tyrese gets
2: reunited with uh, his oh, gosh, buddy. Da, 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 do Which that was, talk about, I mean, understand you got to move story. Similar to the A-team last year when we talked about the A-team, like the convenience of the mm-hmm. fact that he just happens to be, <laughs> Tyrese happens to be working on the shuttle and Sam sees him and then Tyrese goes, oh, well, let's go on a road trip and we'll pick up the buddies from my former brigade. Aid and we'll go right. help you because we've and got we'll, military-grade weapons just hanging around. <laughs> we'll also make it from Florida
3: to Chicago overnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like that's uh, that's an over a twenty-hour drive. You from can do Chicago. that. You, really you could, yeah. We need to, but you'd
2: you'd be tired. That's the thing. Tyrese wasn't tired.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. Well, his one buddy was pretty tired. Yeah. and then like the whole plot of this last hour of the movie was there's this one cupola which they might have said about half a dozen times there's a cupola that we have to destroy because it's got this magic pillar in it and so they spent about an hour running around chicago trying to get a clear shot at this thing they can all see yeah Uh, and then they've (laughs) got to get across they've got to get across the river and they're like we've got to get across the river and navy seals pop up out of nowhere out of nowhere literally (laughs) and then the navy seals come up and talk to the troops and they're like yeah we got to figure out a way across the river i'm like you could have just told the navy seals to go the other way and right like, they, the
2: side of the and they ran a corner and there's all these soldiers in desert gear like where did they yeah go? they're like oh great let's go move 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 <laughs> and then they parachute
3: they parachute into the city with like the sky flying scene which was ridiculous and pointless um, yeah and pointless but then at, like within five minutes they've run up the stairwell of another building and jumped out it again and yeah. i'm just like really
2: yeah yeah why, was, why? Was, what is jumping out
3: again of it was like, it was
0: all it was it was the, Unnecessary part of the film, which was most of. Yeah,
2: it. a lot of it was like, "Hey, it'd be really cool if we had a scene where they jump out of a plane and do and use the right. you know, use these little things to fly through uh, the air." I feel like and,
3: that's yeah. how Michael Bay plots his movies. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a seven uh, seven year old plays with his Transformers. Yeah. Like, it's a little kid just, like, throwing every – you know, he's got the G.I. Joes jumping out of buildings
2: and, and yeah, that. Just, that was tangled awesome. up in cables. and well, my whole my, – my, I'll, I'll summarize my conclusion of this movie is that I look out of the world and I look at all the death and, and tragedies and, and disasters. And I think about all, is, all the money that needs to go to help those people. And I think about all the money that, A, was spent making this movie and then went into watching it. And I just feel as if all that money could have been used in a better place. <laughs> I mean, really? It's just like it wasn't even good. It's, so, do you think it's the worst one of the three? No, I, I sadly, I think it's. I, I still think the first one's. Uh, I, I give the first one an edge to it because I think the first one, even though the first one was a a whirlwind to watch. Yeah. um i think the first one set the tone and you got a lot of whoa 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 from sam which you didn't <laughs> there get there was nothing. a little bit of that it, it wasn't Sam's as much mind. i wanted more i wanted, yeah. do you understand do you understand yeah, do you yeah. understand ron he got a little like the scene when he was trying to get into the bunker when they wouldn't it, yeah. it, that was kind of annoying i was like oh just stop, stop being a well, jerk
3: it's one of michael bay's go-to moves it's you've got to have at least one character who's a complete like jerk who doesn't listen to anybody and it's like it's all building to this two and a half hour "I told you so" moment. Yeah. Like, you know, government's stupid. Like, we knew Sam you knew all along, and you just didn't. There listen.
0: also wasn't any kind of payoff for him. You thought it would, you know, the end of his arc would be logically the government says, "Okay, you come be a secret agent for us."
3: Or now a liaison have,
0: to the. Yeah. You have your life that you that you wanted. We've been told this whole movie you've been looking for this life that means something. <laughs> yeah.
3: And there's no payoff. Yeah. No, you're right. No I mean, to that
0: entire arc.
3: He just, presumably, John Malkovich didn't fire him, so. He That's, can just go back to work the next day. Yeah. Once he gets back, back to, to making
0: copies and delivering mail. I mean the whole thing point was I figured I figured at the end that Francis McDormand who plays the you know the, the uh,
2: NSA you know, whatever
0: NSA yeah. person will say, okay, you come be a CIA agent or you come be a liaison agent or you come do something important. And I figured that was going to be the end of the movie because that was the arc we were building. Well, that's because they
2: that's it, cause they, for- they ran out of time to, fi- to film <laughs> to the end of the movie. Literally, no more film. <laughs> we're out. Write a 3D film, Michael. Come on. You didn't. You spent too much. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen, Connor,
3: he, 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 he got the again. girl that he had at the beginning and never actually lost through any point in the film. So he got her at the end. What
2: more do you want? I want an arc. So bizarre. <laughs> and the parents in the tour bus. Oh,
3: God, I hated the parents in this one. Like, the parents have outstayed their welcome as far as comic I, I li- relief. I, liked,
2: I mean, I like them as characters, and the scenes with them were fine. But it's just like, put them in a Winnebago. Don't put them in a freaking Avril Lavigne tour bus. Well,
3: yeah, and in the, the broke, last okay. movie, they mentioned that Sam's the first one to go to college. And right. it's like,
2: how can you afford this bus? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was so bizarre. <laughs> So, we have a so
3: gorgeous house in California and a giant tour bus, but neither of them went to college.
2: Yeah. Oh God Almighty! I wish. Oh, uh, I I I feel so bad because I went into it thinking, oh, this will be a fun time, fun action, 3D robots fighting, and the robots fighting were cool. The swords, Optimus's battle axe, that was cool. Yeah. You know, um, Spock was cool. Leonard Nimoy was, was because he did the voice in the movie, so that was a nice little you know throwback yeah. and stuff like that. But oh man, but I will say in. As three movies in a row, I see the arc, and I see the storyline going, and now the story makes sense.
0: Well, I think if you look at the overhead plot, like the macro view of the movie, I think mean, it was a good plot there. Yeah. It just was that it just was too long. jammed, packed with too much crap, and Michael Bay's not very good at storytelling.
2: You could, yeah, you could have easily chopped at least 45 minutes off that movie. Yeah. And
3: yeah. the defense I hear is everybody's like, it's just supposed to be robots fighting. What more do you want? Like, well, it was
2: an boring. Arc. Yeah. An arc.
3: I wanted it to be exciting. Yeah. I know. Like, it, was, like, it was boring.
0: I mean, there was, yeah, the, the when the robots did fight, it was fun. When I could tell who was fighting who. Right. Also,
3: right. I can't hold it in any longer, but in one of the scenes, right before Kennedy makes his speech about going to the moon, they show a NASA office and it's already got a Saturn V model rocket sitting on the back of the guy's desk. And I'm oh, like, that, that rocket wasn't designed yet. How do you know? Kennedy's, ge- Kennedy's getting ready to announce it. You don't know it wasn't designed yet. They were on the moon <laughs> I looked it up when I got home because I was so annoyed by it. And in your book, did your
2: book tell there was robots
3: on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> well, even that part didn't make sense, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I'm not getting into the dark side of the moon science.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Alright, well, so enough of this insane sanity uh so transformers is behind us i'm tired thank god <laughs> and so uh <laughs> so now captain we get America's next yeah now we get up for a real comic book movie captain america so captain america is opening the weekend of san diego comic-con so we again like transformers this probably will be delayed because we're gonna be at the con and we so don't no know way. if we're gonna be able to see it we're definitely not gonna be able to record at the con for it so um you know we'll, we'll have a written review up on ifanboy.com but you might have to wait a couple days for the uh podcast so but all right Hope. That's
3: the thing. I feel bad about making this one so late because they're not actually going to prevent anyone from seeing it at this point.
2: Well, it's, uh, we, we don't want to prevent anyone from seeing these movies. It's just it's up to you to make that decision. So. Except
0: for Punisher. Yeah,
2: except for Punisher. <laughs> yeah. All right, so go to ifanboy.com, check out all the great writing, check out all the great movie posts and reviews and things like that that we do, as well as all the comic book uh, discussion and greatness and Ryan's science articles and all the goodness that's over there. And if you have any questions, you can email us at contactifanboy.com or, or follow us on Twitter twitter.com slash ifanboy. So uh, until, until
0: Captain America saves us all from the tyranny of bad summer
2: movies, yeah, I'm Connor. I'm Ron.
3: I'm Ryan.
2: Oh man, we wish we wish we refunk this one. <laughs>